Yo, what's up, good people? This is LaCole Rose. And if you want to keep up with everything the Fret Sisters are doing, you can follow us on all of our social media outlets. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Fret Sisters. And if you don't use those social media platforms, that's perfectly fine. You can follow us on YouTube as well. Just type in Fret Sisters and all of our content will come up there. And again, thank you for listening. Welcome to Between Frets, a space where female musicians meet and discuss all things music. Fret Tea Talk is up next with our founders, Autumn Rose, Jenny Jan, Shorn Shorny Shorn Marshall, and Nicole Rose. Let's get it. All right, so let's get to it. So for today, we're going to talk about a record deal versus independent artist. When I was kind of like thinking about this uh, this topic, I heard a recent podcast on Chance the Rapper. He was talking about something like this. And he's like one of the artists that he has no record deal. He started off at SoundCloud, which I think a lot of indie artists start off with and uh, put their music up on SoundCloud. But most of the time, those those artists that get really popular in SoundCloud move into a record label. And then that's when they sign over their masters and all that kind of crap. Like, like what's her name? Um, Rihanna? Well, I guess everyone, right? But who was the recent one? Why? Taylor Swift. Her masters being sold to um, that producer that she doesn't like or something like that. But Chance the Rapper was talking about how you don't really need to do that. It takes a little extra work, but it's really not that hard given to this day. I know that when I was like first starting out in music, there was no no option to do something like this. And I think I started off at SoundCloud, but I didn't really think of SoundCloud like some of these other independent artists did. I know Shorn and me and Autumn now getting into putting my stuff on streaming, Spotify, Apple, and all that kind of stuff. It'd be cool to talk about it. Well, I, yeah, I agree with you, uh, Jenny. You know, maybe even, let's say 15 years ago, let's say the 90s. Uh, there were some independent artists, but I think more people um, that were very popular and successful maybe had started out independent, but they were picked up by a major label, which promoted them, their tours, their albums, and give them money up front to produce them. So that's why many did that. Today, I see less of that, but uh, I'm going to just mention one top artist today. She's young. Billie Eilish, top of the charts. Mm-hmm. She recorded her um, bad guy in a bedroom at her house, her parents' home, where she grew up with her brother. She's on tour. She's about 17. And um, she is with the label now, but she didn't start that way. Many artists, they post their music on uh, social media. And like you said, SoundCloud and YouTube and so on. And mm-hmm. from there, they get picked up for the really huge tours and the, the award shows and then, you know, the whole industry. So, um, yeah, it's it's a, you know, it's a give and take. You start out independent, but if a large company, let's just say Sony, and they pick you up, it's more money behind you, more tours. And then, but then most of the time you're signing away your masters to... Um, but, Chorn, I wanted to ask you, because you've been doing this for a while putting your stuff on streaming sites. Like, when did you start actually doing it? How did you, like, figure it out? Uh, Give and take, I started actually 
doing stuff online probably like about six, seven years ago around there. And I started out putting stuff on SoundCloud first and then I found like other sites like Reverb Nation and everything else. But I didn't really put out any music that's in main, like in main streaming sites until like last year with my single. And I just started out just recording music and I just picked some songs to cover to mess around with and even tweak music or adding my original lyrics. And I just like download for free so people can like get a little taste of what I can do before I even put any of my original music out. And so far it was like before I did my second project, I was like, it was a struggle. I had someone that was kind of supposed to be my friend. We've been like friends like over a decade and he was supposed to be helping me step by step for what I should do. And I was like, okay, he says this, but he haven't shown me what he promised. It's like kind of like threw me under the bus kind of. And that almost gave me that issue of me. I was planning on giving up until I met my friend now that I'm in the label of Be Sparse and Faith. He stopped me and he guided me on things that I wasn't heard of. Like I ain't heard about how to copyright my music. I haven't heard how to put music out on distribution at a budget, especially me being frugal. Yeah, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and the struggle, man, the struggle real. But he showed me, told me things that like, I was upgrading my recording equipment. He told, he told me things that I can get on a budget especially like music software. It doesn't always have to be Logic, Pro Tools and all that. I actually use Mixcraft. It's kind of almost similar. It's actually like budget friendly and it's also user friendly. And I really like that software a lot because it's not complicated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Recording that and, and music and everything, it actually put my creativity into a better level and it made me to keep on pushing more. And when I started, like, I'm, like, ready to put music out when I was so excited, I might go back when I, last year when I first started releasing. I was nervous at first because of the, because <laughs> of the song. I was like, would they like it? Is it, like, a good movement for people that been going through all this? I was so nervous before I thought nobody didn't like it. But when I gave people a little sneak peek of it, people, like, enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And when I started now with a new single and my new album, Everybody's seeing like, oh, the difference between that song that you released last year and the song you released now, I see a lot of improvement and a lot of changes in you. And I really do know that you are really pushing it. And I and and that's what I am. I am taking it seriously. Back then, I was just rushing, doing all these things, trying to get there, and I'm not bitten. That's why most people don't think of me seriously. I've been wanting to get signed a record label but someone told me don't get signed because like when you signing a con record contract you are selling your soul <laughs> i do not want to sell my soul i don't want to sell out i want people to accept me for who i am and especially my music because my music is my life it's my true story of my life so why i just share the world and my image matching with my music. And it's best for me as an independent artist, I have that creativity. I have that, you know, creative control of that. That's the best thing about being an indie, uh, independent the, artist. Yep, that's, and that's, that's the thing, the creative control. And that's what Chance the Rapper was talking about. Like, he's just the perfect example of not taken by the industry. Like, he's making his own money. He owns everything of himself. And he's making the money. Like, he's a prime example of the success that you can do without using a a third party or whatever. 
but it's still hard, right? I mean, it, it is. It's still hard. It's hard to get like getting out there and building your fan base. Even in your own city, it's kind of very hard because you're getting more fans outside of your city, but your own city that you live in, you don't have that. Have nothing. They don't know you. So even though it was kind of hard for me to push myself out there because you know me being a single mom, listeners. Listen to the moms and music, you will understand. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's hard to like get yourself out there without people like, oh, they want you to get there. You have to actually meet with man- managers, owners of venues, um, promoters. Instead of them coming to you, you actually have to go to them. You got to tell them what you do, give them like a little sample of your um, music or something like that or electronic press kit or EPK. So they will know that, oh, she has a following on a social media, why not should get her? It's now these days to get shows, it's actually based on your following Mm -hmm. and on social media now. So talking about like, we already know like the advantages, disadvantages of record labels and well, we can still talk about the avenues of becoming a successful indie artist, but what do you all think about record labels today like do you think they're obsolete nowadays i mean are they good for anything i think it depends on the avenue that you mm-hmm. want to take there are some people who are all about the indie entrepreneurial side of it but there are some people who just want to show up to the venue and sing or play you know what i mean they don't want to have to worry about doing the footwork for themselves or promoting or getting that fan base they want somebody to say okay here's where you go here's the amount that i'm going to give you you know, I don't know if they still do, what is it called? Where they tell you how to dress and all that. I don't know if they still do that, but there are people behind you doing that for you. And they, it's like, it's no headache. There's no, okay, you could you be here at eight. You have an interview here, you talk to this person, you can say this, you can say that and go. So that's the advantage if that's the, that's the kind of artist that you want to be. It just depends on who you are as a person and what you feel is going to work for you. Majority of the people, they want all the money they can get. They want to own everything. But I don't care which avenue you take. If you make good music, you make good music. In your state, you solidified in the area that you are. If anything becomes a hit. So even looking at Millie Vanilli, nothing that they did was theirs. <laughs> they had a label mm-hmm. behind them. They lost everything, but you still know who they are. So it just depends on what avenue you want to take. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. You know, like, I think about over five years ago, maybe five, eight years ago, it was Macklemore and Lewis. Mm-hmm. And they were completely independent. And they came out with a different sound and they were big hit. It was like hip hop meets band meets gospel, funk. It was just a whole conglomeration of different music. But you can make it, but I'm sure now they're on the label. I guess with the record labels, something like, like Macklemore, um, 21 Pilots, they were, they're another one that started off on SoundCloud. Like LaCole said, just an easy way to just get out there even quicker, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, independent artists, you can't get that one person to hear you, that one song that like hits with everyone, but that could take years. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy to get into a record label, but once you're in there, you have that machine behind you. All you have to do, they say, sing this and you sing it, you're getting radio play. I don't care if the song sucks, you're on rotation. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So there's an advantage in that. I would like, I know I keep mentioning Chance the Rapper, but I would really like to hear his history because I just know he popped up like a few years ago, right? And I would just like to know how long I years. didn't really read much. Years. Yeah, was it years? Yeah. Right? He didn't just yeah. pop up out of nowhere. He's been, okay. you know, had his foot to the pavement for a minute. 
Mm-hmm. It's just okay. that it's just that something hit and it clicked with people. Like you heard a chance the rapper, like yeah, people locally in Chicago. I think that's where he's from. May have heard of him for years. Like oh y'all just now hearing him. Like we've been knowing about him. Now he's ne- now he's worldwide. Right. You know, it's just like he kept pushing and kept pushing it. That's what you have to do for an indie artist. Yeah, man, it's a struggle. Well, for me, you know, not really caring about being an artist, artist. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but just finding out how easy it was to put it on a streaming site, that to me was just really great. I mean, for like, yes, for artists that want to really get out there and be like famous, but for somebody like me who just wants to say that, yeah, here, I did some of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was here. Here's my, I was here. Yeah, yeah, I did something, you know, and, and, and here's my accomplishment. So the fact that I can do that, and be able to have those options to go on a website now and just fill out something or put it in there and let and put it out on every digital media outlet is just incredible to me. So I know for, for people who are thinking like me, who just want to get music out and make a little money, you know, you make your little pennies, not even pennies, there's like half a penny or yeah. something, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but the fact that you're doing that, like I just thought with technology and just how everything's going, it's like, Back in the day, there, there was nothing like that. It was like the only way to get music out was, I guess, SoundCloud at the at the time, you know, or even before that, it was like nothing. You just give somebody your tape <laughs> or your CD. And there's a pride in doing it yourself. You can say, I did that. You know what yeah. I mean? And that can, and may, maybe something you put out may not be a hit for you and get the millions, but someone who does have that ear, does have that money, but had them say, I like this song. And that's another avenue for you to make money. Mm-hmm. So you always have to think like, I'm gonna put this out, someone else can buy it, maybe not. But I know I accomplished this and I did it on my own. Mm-hmm. And maybe at that time a record label may hit you up. Like, listen, I heard this, and then you go back to the, you know the Macklemore yep. and everyone else, and now yep. you have that. But now you're smarter. You say, hey, I did this on my own. I don't need y'all. Y'all want me? Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, That's look how long right. it took. Look how long it took Lizzo to be a big hit. Yeah, she didn't come yeah. out this year. Nope. All right. And she's she's been writing and, and, you know, doing it herself. And then a lot of people think, well, wow, she just came out of nowhere. No, she's been doing this for years. Yeah. Yeah. Her hit was written years ago. But wasn't she on a label and they shelved her? I I don't know. I think she was on uh, one of those uh, morning shows. I think she was on a label and they put her on the show. I think. I could be wrong. But I think that's what happened with her. Hmm. Right, because the, the, the hits that she has now, she they were not written in the last year or so, a few years ago. And I think it was released, like Say Truth Hurts, her hit. I think that was released, but it didn't get airplay. I'd have to read up on her story, but uh, I do commend her. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, you know, for, for really, you know, really grinding and staying with her vision. And mm-hmm. uh, very successful, but she is on a label, and so is Island. And I mentioned these two young ladies because it would seem like they came out of nowhere. Just like I mentioned her, she's been playing since she was 10 years old. Mm. And she didn't come out of nowhere. She's been doing this for like 15, since she was 10, so 15 years. But yeah, it's, an overnight it's, sensation is rarely an overnight yep. sensation. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, don't go anywhere. We have more coming right after this break. Um, Do you think an indie artist should know every facet of music, meaning producing, you know, hiring musicians, promoting, 
or do you hire people when needed? I mean, that's just, we kind of like touched on it, but is it completely necessary? I personally think you should know all that you can so you don't get shafted. Not saying that you have to be a pro at it, but you should know enough to where if something goes down, you can say, I don't like that, switch, switch this over to this or do this. Well, I've been, you know, you should have some kind of knowledge because in this industry, as well as in an industry, if they see they can get over on you, they will. Mm-hmm. So you should know as much as you can about everything that you want to do in the business that you're getting into. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Yeah, my, my, I, I agree with you, Nicole. I, um, I would like to my, almost micromanage my small team and at least have knowledge of what everyone's job is and because we are paying them. Yeah. yeah. So when you're paying for them, they're, in, they're actually your employee. Employees, exactly. you know, they're your employees, so you have to know where your money's going. And it's not only just um, that you can get ripped off by lawyers and CPAs and so on like that, but you have to know what they're doing and what, how much control they have over you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for your best interest, even if you just read up on their position, you have to know where every nickel's going and you have to know what their job is and what they're doing. Because then other than that, you'll be you'll be a puppet. It'd be just like being in a label. You're still getting shafted, but now you're doing it to yourself. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> what does it cost to produce one song? I know there's like many different costs. Well, I guess I can get, get it into our little group here because we're kind of experiencing or we experienced it. Um, Sean, I know when I listen to your music, I can hear it on the radio and it's got, it's like very well produced. Like you said earlier, you said that you learned all that stuff pretty yes. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I usually watch people and when I see it and then I try and do it. So it's like, I can pick it up very easily when I watch and see what people are doing. So I do it. I do that most of the time. When you write most of your stuff or when you preparing it to put out there, you do all the instruments, right? Do you have like a drum track and play all the keys and bass and whatever is behind there? Or do you hire somebody or do you, is it like your partner or something that that helps you on that? Well, I did all the record, I did all the producing and um, all my music. And when I, I use my software, they had like drum tracks and stuff like that. All I did was try to adjust the, the tempo that I wanted on the song and based on what I hear in my head, what the song's supposed to sound like. Mm-hmm. I do some tweaks and all that stuff. Um, bass lines, um, some of the songs I just use my keyboard, did the bass lines, but sometimes I just use the stitch string of my guitar to just mess around, just get the bass lines on it. Mm-hmm. But, but everything else is mostly guitar and I did tracks around the guitar, so. So basically for the cost to produce your some of your music, you didn't hire have to hire out anybody. You just pretty much saved a lot of money and did most of it yourself. Did all of yes. it yourself really. Um, yeah. Exactly what I'm doing too, uh short ladies. I am um, I'm only hiring one person or two, mm-hmm. one of the engineer for the studio and one singer to, for the ballad that I'm doing. But other than that, I'm using a track, beats, I'm playing the bass playing a keyboard part and guitar on a synthesizer, a guitar mm-hmm. synthesizer. So I want to cut costs of doing it myself. It has a lot to do with scheduling, of course money, and uh, that way um, I can control everything because everyone's not always available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a hassle, so I just like, let me do my own tracks. And then I have one singer, like I said, that's gonna come in and she's just gonna record and that's it. I don't have to hire a whole bunch of musicians. Yeah, yeah. 
it, it's yeah. easier that way for me. Yeah, it's like um, for the cost to produce one song can vary to where you can do all this stuff yourself or kind of go the way that you're going, Autumn, maybe hiring like just bits and pieces and then doing the rest yourself. Where with me, for my recent single, I hired a drummer, a keyboard player, and I mean, I didn't really hire the bass player because it, it was really both of ours. But I got a studio, I paid for a studio and, um, and I paid for the mixing and the master, and I paid the musicians, the drummer and the, the keyboard player, I paid them. The drummer was super expensive, but to me, he was worth it. And the, the keyboard player, you know, wasn't, wasn't that expensive, but I paid them to play on the track. Those are just investments that I did, but like, I kind of went a little bit on the more expensive side because I got a studio time, then I got somebody to mix it and master it. And I just paid for all that. If you really think about it, I don't even know how much I spent, but I know that it's not as much as maybe somebody would spend, but. I guess it, it really varies. If you could do it yourself, one of our uh, our guests, Tiffany Lloyd, did um, viscosity all on her on her computer in Logic. Yeah. She just gave whatever she had to a keyboard player, and then once that was done, she just took it to Q. So I, I guess she only had like two people maybe to like spend money on. She took it to, oh, I'm sorry, I said Q. You guys don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's a recording, she took it to a recording studio called Q Recording Studio. They're really good. And she took it there to get it mastered. So I guess it's it's different, whatever works. You don't have to go into the studio if you don't really need to. There's this guy that I like, uh, his name is Duran Bernard. He's an awesome singer, he's amazing. But uh, I believe his beginning song or singles that he put out he did everything on GarageBand. He used his phone. Yep. You know? That's awesome. <laughs> I, mean, I love stories. There are apps now that you can, that you don't need a studio yeah. get equipment. You can just get it, do it on your iPhone. Yeah. And, I love and that. Yeah. Your headphones, mic, and Yeah, day. he did that for a while until it became more popular. I mean, he's he's all over now. He's he's incredibly talented. But he's like, listen, I didn't have the money. I knew I had the voice and the talent. I used my phone. Y'all liked it. Here we go. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, they were you know, people on, on an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, it's really isn't an excuse for you not to do something if you want to. I mean, some people are putting out, you know, Christmas songs. Say it again. Songs. What was that? <laughs> I said, say that again. Say yeah. what you said. There's, you don't have an excuse to put out something. You don't. I mean, it's really, so, really that's so it. awesome. And I have people who, not have people, I know people who put out public domain songs. So Christmas yep. songs. I mean, I mean, if you want to do something, you can. I mean, get something that's public domain. You don't have to pay anyone. Hey, here's a cover of this song. Here's this. Here's that. So, I mean, if you really want to do it, you just have to get out of your way and do it. Yep. Mm -hmm. We have so many tools now. I mean, like yeah. you said, you can download apps to your pads or your your tablet, your computer, your phone. And you can almost, like I said, I'm going to repeat that Billie Eilish did, recorded her song in her bedroom. Yeah. Her brother. And it's a big hit. It's all on computer. She's only using a drum and a bass and a, a synthesizer like this. I'm looking up right now. The, the next question, and actually our last question here, is the example of artists who lost their masters and how to avoid that. We already know Taylor Swift. And then, um, Autumn, you mentioned Rihanna, right? I know well, Rihanna has hers now. Uh, let's not forget about Prince. Prince. That's the main one. Prince, Prince. that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Remember, he had to change his name. He wrote slave on his face and everything, and he got it back. There was there was something that I heard on a podcast. I'm just such a podcast freak now. Who was it that redid her music? It was some country singer. What? It starts with a T. 
no, no, it was, but I, but somebody said, who gave him the idea? Somebody, an artist was talking about how this one singer or vocalist, one artist did the same thing and kind of gave her the idea of redoing her, her music yeah. of the masters that she lost. Wow. Damn, yeah. what, what is that? What is that country singer? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Yearwood when you said T. Oh, I couldn't help you with country. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't, I don't know either. I know a few of them, but I don't, you know, I don't know which one. But um, I know um, Michael Jackson bought, oh, yeah. bought Sammy Davis Jr.'s masters and gave them to him. He said, really? yeah, he's like, I gave you like, he's, yeah, um, he was like, uh, you didn't have these. So now that he gave them to me, he had more money coming. It's like, I bought them here. They're yours. So that was a boss move. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, he also bought Elvis Presley and the Beatles. Yeah. 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 I remember when I looked up the artists that lost their masters. I mean, there were a, a lot of them like well-known artists. Here's one that were lost. Okay. So, well, I have one that says, oh no, these were lost in a fire that's <laughs> forget that. yeah there's so many especially i mean i think the majority of the 80s and 90s artists may have lost their masters because like after you know they're touring and doing all this and they're just flat broke they have nothing that's theirs except the image exactly yeah more and more now the new artists are only fair so yeah you have uh, i think ed sheeran owns his I think nowadays uh, everyone's a little more hip to it. They're like, they right. go in saying, okay, no, you're not going to get my mask. I, <laughs> I believe Adele owns hers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I know I know now the thing is, is that a lot of them that, that lost them to labels are actually re-recording them. Mm -hmm. They're re-recording. Justin Bieber, too, owns his. I believe he does, too. You know, who knows Who knows what avenue an artist is going to take? You're either going to try to do it on your own or you're going to sign with a label or a distribution or whatever and, and just deal with it, I guess. I guess if you're making a lot of money, then you can buy them back. Right. Really become extremely successful. I just but think... But you don't know at the time, you know, you have good music, huge record labels behind you, and, you know, you just catapult to the top then you forget, hey, I got to pay this money back or um, I don't own it. I don't even own my name. Yeah. I just think you ought to be smart in whatever avenue you take. Because even if you do it on your own and say you do blow up, even if you don't, there are things that you still have to know how to do, how to do your taxes correctly, how to do this correctly. Yeah. You still have to know how to do those things. And if you know you're the kind of person who may slack off, who doesn't want their responsibility, all you want to do is show up to the venue you need to say if there's a label, even a small one, that would be able to assist you. You have to know who you are and what you're willing to put in. Like, like Tony Braxton lost just about everything. Yep. She was just mailing it in. She was just showing up and she had a lot of support. Babyface was behind her and then she was almost penniless. And Oprah had to sit her down and say, listen, sweetie, you have to know where every nickel goes. We will pay, you know, we, what you're paying for. Okay, I found, I found out, I found it. I love Google. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was Kelly Clarkson because wow. now she has some new show or something. Yes, she but is. she was the one that when she heard about Taylor Swift losing her masters, she talked to Taylor Swift about re-recording her music because Reba McIntyre did it, gave her the idea. Did you, Re you know who Reba McIntyre is? She's like, yeah, yeah. yeah so Reba McIntyre actually did the thing. 
So Kelly Clarkson remember that and told that, I guess, kind of mentioned it to Taylor Swift or something. That's what I'm reading in this article. Right. Um, and then um, and then so that's why that whole fiasco of that storyline going on with that but that's where i was like oh that's really wild you know like people are actually doing that so okay <laughs> kelly clarkson she's got a show and she's also on the boys and she has her own career oh mm-hmm. she, yeah yeah i haven't watched her show but anyways <laughs> I, I, I do like her though oh i love her i love her i, like I think her she's got a great voice but yeah okay this was awesome man i think i think we have um a lot we talked about a lot of stuff i know there's there's actually i guess the thing i didn't mention is that there are sites out there that i think you can go to i went to cd baby to like put up put up my music and there's certain things where you can, you pay yearly to actually get your music out there for a certain amount of time you know and you just it's not that expensive there's like distro kid and other ones that we could put in the show notes we'll put the links in the show notes but any uh takeaways or like you know final advice you want to give to our listeners just do do what's best for you and don't have people pressuring you saying in this entrepreneurial independent you know wave that everyone's on that you have to do that if you know that's not the kind of person that you are if you mm-hmm. know you're the kind of person that need people backing you and helping with your image and where to be and how to do that get that because you want to be successful in anything that you do and if that's if your success means you have need more help from someone else don't be ashamed to take that route mm. for me i i think that you, you make you you're an artist yes you're a singer musician but you also have to be a business person you have to treat this like a business so, yeah you know you have to because you really have to know you really have to know everything as much as you can yeah as much as you can you know you're better off I agree with Nicole and all of them. I really agree. Like one, make sure that don't like take lower down your pride and things that you can't do and don't want to stress out. Yes, ask for help if you can. Also, make sure that yeah, you do need to know bits and pieces behind the music, like the basics of business, like how to copyright your music and the legal stuff and how to know how much money based on streams when you're using streaming sites make sure you grab as much information on behind like the business and the legal parts of that that way it will make you it will take your stuff more further than most people yeah to um piggyback on some of that too that if you do hire anyone for services make sure you pay them pay them and get that get that stuff it's all business so if you have mm-hmm. friends don't say oh yeah do this for free because if your thing becomes a hit your song becomes a huge hit you're going to get lawsuits saying you know hey i wrote that stuff and we could talk about that you know another topic later where yeah, my it's like, but um but seriously like make sure that whoever you're dealing with you make sure that you're paying them whatever services you're doing all that stuff is business and sure. pay them right and don't try to get have like a, a like a contract agreement yeah with that with that payment you has to be you know detailed what they're getting mm-hmm. paid for they're just doing the recording they don't get the residuals if you you know um you know on your sales so you have yeah. to really detail uh, everything even if you're just hiring them just to record yeah yeah and if you're having trouble on how to um like deal with contracts or anything you can go on Google and 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 they can see like different sample contracts or how the contracts are like put together um there's 
apps and sites that you can actually draft a contract for free. Um, I think it's awesome. I think it's called Agreement. I think it's called Agreement, and it's like mm-hmm. it's a free site that you can just. And they have different templates on different types of contracts, like what's the budget and deadlines and mm. um, the price. Like, oh, you you actually paying this, and and they can send you and you and, and it's automatic also an invoice within the contract. So once the person signs it and the payment is sent to you, so you automatically sent to your account once the contract is signed and the money is sent through like PayPal and stuff. So that's like a great. Um, tool to use if you need to know about contracts Mm -hmm. that's a good point right there that's a great point all right guys all right we're cool you're okay (laughs) well uh we'll be back next time all right later okay later bye bye good day